0: Desert View Manor. We don't get very many guests here, and when we do, we would like you to get comfortable and to stay a while. This evening, I have my co host, Lord Demise, talking about films that most people tend to hate or just not like. When these films came out, they were in bad taste to a lot of viewers. Lord Demise, how are you doing this evening, sir?
1: I am doing excellent. It is Halloween season for sure.
0: And what would you say about the films that we selected? What what would you say that most people's opinion are of them?
1: Well, both movies feature young actresses who got their start as teen actresses, and they were both supposed to be springboard movies for greater things or bigger things and both of them turned out to be absolute horrifying movies one because well we'll explain the reasons why so let's go ahead and get started we'll um i guess we're going to talk about the first movie featuring Lindsay lohan
0: of course go ahead and give us the title and give us a brief background of this film
1: So for tonight, the first movie we will be discussing will be I Know Who Killed Me, directed by Chris Sivertson. Now, this movie was released about 2007, and it stars Lindsay Lohan. Now, Lindsay Lohan is somebody who you and I grew up with, um, well, I guess in later years, and she had quite a reputation as a child actress. She was in some great movies, uh, Herbie the Love Bug, The Parent Trap, Freaky Friday, and most importantly, Mean Girls. That was an excellent movie for someone like her to springboard into an amazing career. Ironically enough, it was other people who got springboarded. So what did you think uh, of this movie when you watched it, Lady Winters?
0: I feel that there could have been a possibility that it could have been a good movie. It was very slow. And it was kind of confusing at times. I do think that Lindsay Lohan is a talented actress, but I just don't think that this was the film for her. You know, personal things have happened in her life. You know, she became like a party girl in her twenties. And I think it kind of took a toll on her reputation and people's perception of her, but whether or not love or hate her, she is a talented actress. Um, She didn't make it into Hollywood by accident or on Disney by accident. I think that, It could have been a fun slasher film. I I feel that there was just too much going on and it was dragged on way too long. But the ending was to me, I found it was kind of precious at the end.
1: What was your thoughts and opinion? Well, when I watched this movie, the first thing that came to mind is how can someone rip off David Lynch and just completely ignore David Lynch? Because that's what I got from this movie. It was very David Lynchian because it had, Twists, it had some strange turns, and it had this young woman who thought she was someone else. I mean, you have an idea of like what multiple personalities or the possibility that she might be a different person, which in the hands of a talented director such as David Lynch or even Brian De Palma, you can have an outstanding movie. Unfortunately, this director just did not know what to do with the material. And I honestly believe that Lindsay Lohan was miscast or at least didn't understand what she was trying to accomplish here. No,
0: I think you're right about that. I wish, and I was rooting for this film because, you know, this was the first time watch for me. I remember when it came out, everyone was talking about, you know, this is a horrible movie. This is a horrible movie. And I was like, oh, I was kind of excited because I was like, this is Lindsay Lohan. She's going to be like in this thriller horror film. I was rooting for it, but I never got around to it. But when I did view it, I felt, so like, oh, I see why it didn't do well. I see why it wasn't successful. But if it was in the right hands, it could have been a really good film.
1: I feel that this movie was like a bad American copy of a much better movie. Now, yes. what is that movie? Now think about it. What movie it was trying to copy? I want to watch that movie because that movie would be outstanding.
0: <laughs> I would have to agree. So and- Would we advise this movie to anyone to view? Sure. Make an opinion for yourself. Now, if you have some dark humor, invite some friends over and pop this film in and make them watch it. You know,
1: and and I will will say this about the movie. It's not a terrible movie in the sense of the storyline. It's actually a pretty innovative storyline. It's just in the wrong hands. A movie can just fall apart. Bad direction. Bad editing this is a movie that could have been much better and probably could have been a good, a good area for Lindsay Lohan to break into a new career by, by showing, hey, I can do more than Disney movies. Unfortunately, it didn't quite do that. And it, since it's been, what, 14, 15 years since its release, Lindsay Lohan really hasn't recovered. And it's unfortunate because she's still a talented young actress and halfway decent singer. I think if Disney came back to her and says, hey, let's give you another shot, I think she might have potential, but she would really have to get past a lot of her demons. I tell you what, I would, I'd cast her. I'd cast her in a film, give her a shot. Yeah. I mean, I think this movie had a lot of good intentions. They were trying to make a Italian style, like a, like a giallo movie, like a, like a murder mystery. And that's what you get from this movie. It's got all the right elements. Unfortunately, it's like they watched the worst movies and copied those instead of copying the really good movies. Right. So, it, you know, it, this it almost movie, felt
0: like it was supposed to be artistic and it was more of a pop letdown.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just, you know, in given the two movies, this was definitely the better of the two movies. And even after I was done watching it, I didn't feel like I wasted my time. I just felt like, wow, this could have been so much better. You know? Right. You're right. I agree. Absolutely. Now, if for people who like these kind of movies, I would genuinely recommend the works of uh, Brian De Palma, specifically Body Double and Sisters. Both movies have premises that are similar that do a much better job. Or you can just watch movies by David Lynch. I mean, the guy's a master. I mean, I know you're a big fan of Dune. I'm a big fan of Dune. The man knows how to direct.
0: You know, one of my favorite Lynch films is Lost Highway. Yes. it. Has this thriller horror vibe to it? That's dark.
1: It's very Lovecraftian Mm -hmm. without the monsters. It's it's very confusing. The plot kind of like switches switches places. Kind of does some strange things, and in the end, it it works. It it works
0: because to me, what I took away from that film was different parallels colliding. Like you know, you know what? That's yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. that's a good way to describe it. And it's difficult to describe some of these movies. I mean, Lost Highway, uh, Mulholland Drive, he can really make a movie that makes you think. And these are not the movies you watch casually. You go into Lynch movies, you pay attention. Because if you don't, you're going to be lost. Yeah. And now that being said, let's move on to our next movie. That's going to be The Haunting of, of Sharon Tate. Now, Like I Know Who Killed Me, The Haunting of Sharon Tate features another former child actress. That is uh, Hilary Duff, who we all know as uh, Lizzie McGuire. Now, this movie uh, came out recently. I believe it was 2019. The movie was directed by Daniel Farans. Now, Hilary Duff and Lindsay Lohan, like I said, they had parallel career tracks in the sense they were both child actresses. They both had a lot of success. They both had singing careers. And then they both did bad movies. So tell me, Lady Winters, what did you think of The Haunting of Sharon Tate?
0: Well, hold on real quick. The director also directed one of the Halloweens. I I didn't know if you knew that or not. I think it came out in 96. Was it 95,
1: 96? I can't remember because I saw that in the theater. You're correct. He directed Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, which I believe is considered one of the uh, not so good ones. He also did the Amityville Murders, which came out recently, and The Haunting of Connecticut, which, not a bad movie. Not a bad right. movie. Now, let's, I guess let's get back to The Haunting of Sharon Tate. What did you think of this movie? Because I had heard about it. I didn't really pay attention to it. But I watched it like you did for this podcast so we could discuss it.
0: Okay, so you're going to be surprised what I'm going to have to say about this film.
1: <laughs> okay, here we go.
0: When this film came out, I remember Twitter was blowing up and everyone was so offended by this film. I mean, they were, and I just remember watching the previews and I was, felt a little like, okay, you know, scared. I was like, what am I going to watch? Because we all know what happens to Sharon Tate, the tragic, you know, reality of that. It was a
1: beautiful actress. And it's a a horrifying event. Absolutely, And a,
0: a talent that was ripped out of this world and her poor child along with her, you know. And that's a whole nother story. Some very superstitious things that happened to her husband and her during the time. But anyways, so when I saw this trailer, I was like, I have to watch it. And I did watch it when it was available. Um, Hilary Duff, I think, is a, a very precious, pretty, beautiful woman to look at. Okay. She's very pretty in this film. I still couldn't find the resemblance of Sharon Tate. But I was surprised that Hillary didn't do too awful in this film. She came across as very loving and that person that you're rooting for to survive. It's almost like you forget that we know this is about Sharon Tate, but it's like you're rooting for her because you don't want that to happen to her. Her character comes across that way. And so I went into this film with an open mind. And the director got a lot of heat and backlash for it. But when we arrived to the ending of this film, I saw exactly what he was trying to do. I mean, the the kill scenes, that's where it really comes in. It, you know what I mean? But towards the end, it was like it, he was trying to pay Almost like respect to what happened, almost like we know what happened, but let's give it a peaceful ending where, you know, they're moving on. And some people took it the wrong way. They accused him of exploiting. And there's a lot of high emotions when you do a film like this. I mean, because this is a crazy cult that went in and killed all these innocent people and they left a trail of blood, you know, everywhere.
1: Yes yeah i believe that uh, sharon tate's sister is still alive and she did not have nice things to say about this movie
0: and so did you know that she was she asked her sister if she could come over that night and sharon's like no no not tonight because i think her sister was like 13 at the time
1: Oh, so, okay or wow, she would have been that. at
0: the house when all that you know i could we'll have to Ooh. do a discussion about this one day about cults and stuff like that but yeah mm-hmm. but anyhow so Of course, her sister is going to be upset. This is when you see a story of someone that you love. And the reality is that they were murdered in a tragic way and then someone's doing a film about it. Each and every time it's going to hurt and it's going to be offensive, even if maybe the intention wasn't to be offensive. It's the fact that you feel like someone's exploiting someone you love in order to make an income, if that makes sense. And I think that, yes, this director was probably trying to make money, but also trying to be like, respectful, because I don't think that the ending was disrespectful. I think he was trying to pay, like, like a tribute to ending it in a peaceful way, if that makes sense. Like, they found peace. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah, basically, with Hilary Duff, a lot of people said that she was miscast for the movie, which maybe she was. I will say this, though. She did a really good job of showing that Sharon Tate was a loving beautiful caring person you know here she was this hollywood starlet and what i know about her she was the kind of person that she would go and watch her mo- own movie in a theater because she wanted to see how people reacted and if they recognized her she would give them autographs you know, and she would basically be happy to see them because she was somebody who didn't feel like she was a movie star you know, i'm just a pretty girl who got lucky and that's what i loved about sharon tate sharon tate i've actually seen a couple of her movies and i mean she's wonderful she's beautiful for her to die so young with a with her child mm. was truly the greatest tragedies. And I, I, I know what you were saying about this movie. And yes, the director got a lot of heat because they felt he was exploiting her death. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think what he ended up doing was making the Mansons look much cooler than they were. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I mean, how did you think the, the Manson cult was portrayed?
0: Well, I mean, they were just kind of... Let's be honest, people during that time, they really did think that the Manson family, they were cool hippies. I mean, they were into music. They were hanging out with like some of the Beach Boys. Yeah. Yeah, and they hung out
1: with celebrities and they Hollywood saw- it was a
0: different time. It was a different time in history for um, celebrities. They, they were more free spirited during that time period. It was, they were more open to the um, commoners who were outside of their lifestyle and they were just- open and free spirited. And then when all those killings happened because of Charles Manson, boom, that shut that down real fast. So yeah, people thought that some of them thought that he was weird, but I mean, they were out smoking grass with them and other things and tripping out with them and they were, they were cool, you
1: you know, to some uh, people. Yeah. A lot of people were looking for spiritual leaders or just people to follow. You know, you had a lot of uh, musicians that followed like Indian... Those mystic, mystics um, mm-hmm. leaders. And they were looking for people who might have the answers because they felt like, you know, America was going in the wrong direction, you know, the Vietnam War and all the race violence and all the things, that, the terrible things. People were looking for a different answer or, or a different way. And Charles Manson claimed that he had the answers, which unfortunately, he was the most charismatic, horrible person you can want to hook up with. And yeah. ultimately, his followers were what they were. They were doing what they thought they were. They thought they were doing God's work. You know, well,
0: when you're he, taking LSD nonstop, you're not yeah. going to know you're going to be hypnotized.
1: You're going to be just fried out all the time. You
0: know? Oh yeah.
1: Absolutely. You're not going to be
0: able to think logically.
1: Yeah. And see, and with this movie, I'm watching it. And if they had, if they had just focused on Sharon Tate and the premonitions and her fears, especially about being a mother, because I mean, that's obviously, you know, something that I mean, you could relate to, obviously, right? Uh, just that that fear that, oh, my God, I'm gonna give birth to a child, my husband's not here, I'm scared. And she's having these thoughts of these bad things happening, because, because she was such a sweet person, people around her, you know, s- some of them were sincere, some of them were just people taking advantage. You know, you didn't know if these people were Decent people, they're like, oh, she's rich, and hey, you know, let's go hang out with her. and We can, you know, drink expensive booze, smoke some grass, and live in this big house. And I think when it comes to Sharon Tate, I know they did a um, another movie recently, the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. which also covers uh, Sharon Tate, but takes this kind of different step. In that movie, Marco Roby was praised for her portrayal, whereas Hilary Duff was basically criticized which i thought was unfair but that's the problem is that if sharon tate had been a made-up person maybe it wouldn't have gotten so much heat as it did but because she was a real person it's like you have to tread tread lightly on this you know and unfortunately i think the problem with this movie is they rankled a lot of people and it just it was it was a poorly directed or at least poorly produced film that could have been better but it like like the previous movie, in the wrong hands, it just didn't work.
0: There's this one scene that kind of stands out in my mind. And I see Hilary Duff pretending or portraying um, Sharon Tate and her hair is down. And they're on their way up into the hills of Hollywood. And she says, Cecilia Drive. She says, that's, that's um, what is it? Is it Stairway or Road to Heaven in Spanish? Yeah. And so... I just thought that, you know, that scene just really stood out to me. There's yeah. just different little things about what Hillary Duff did that came out very sweet and innocent. And the thing about Sharon Tate when she was acting is that's the generation who lost the old Hollywood accent.
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, because she was definitely not part of that group. She wasn't the Greta Garbo or the. Um,
0: no, but she had the, she had the Hollywood accent. You don't you don't really hear that anymore. Like that after the Sharon Tate generation, like after she died. Oh, I see. What really, you mean. yeah. You you lost hearing that Hollywood used to have their own accent. The uh, like if you hear Vincent Price
1: oh the old hollywood
0: accent yeah
1: yes i see Mm -hmm. it might be a stage thing like something to project or just to sound distinctive and i guess yeah you don't see that a lot of them would speak that way it almost
0: you know almost like this british sound but it's not british it's not english it's okay. yeah it had its
1: own accent you know what i'll 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 look into that because that's definitely something that hey that's a good observation i will tell you that you Mm -hmm. know lady winter's That's an impressive, impressive thing to to note. Now, with that being said, we're going to move on to uh, a more recent movie that we watch. So I will take a pause here and we will discuss a more recent holiday movie because it is the holiday season. We'll talk about our reactions to Halloween Kills. Now, Halloween Kills is a new movie released in uh, 2021, two weeks ago, and it was directed by David Gordon Green, and it is a follow-up film to the uh, Halloween movie that was produced recently. Now, Lady Winters, what were your thoughts of Halloween Kills?
0: I was very disappointed. I'm sorry if anyone's listening in and you're a fan of this particular film. Just remember, we're all entitled to our opinion. Your opinion doesn't mean that you're right or wrong. Just like my opinion doesn't mean that I'm right or wrong. No, oh, but just, you are. You are. <laughs> it's simply just my opinion. So with that being said, I am going to back it up for a second. I'm a bigger fan of H2O because they give us Lori's character with more, more of a more of that person who she was like almost in the original, because well, in the original as a teenager, she was smart. I mean, there's this one scene where she's worried about the book that she left in her locker. She came across as a person who is an intellect hanging out with girls who weren't like her. Yeah. Okay. And then so fast forward, we go to H2O. She's like the headmistress of this prep school. And to be the head mistress of a prep school, you can't be a dumb person. So they still paid like tribute to, she was that same person from the original. She was still strong. We can see that maybe there was an alcohol problem because of her coping with the trauma in the, you know, in the past where that scene where she's downing that glass of wine there at the table. And she's also strong though. And she's not like this crazy person. She's still trying to live this normal life and take care of her son. But, you know, she does carry a gun. But Halloween Kills kind of just made her look like this crazy person who's waiting for the apocalypse with all these guns. And maybe because that character, she, Michael Myers, was the apocalypse for her. It just felt very strange. I felt like it was all over the place. Now, the actor who portrayed Michael Myers, I think, did an amazing job. I was like, yes. But we have the scene at the bar and it kind of, like I told you, it kind of reminded me of like the fog, you know, or not, not the fog, but like silver bullet where they're yeah. all at the you know bar and Lynch mob come together and go track down the person who killed that kid. And it kind of felt like that's the direction that we were going
1: like in Dark this Dindes scene.
0: Yes, exactly. And then I was like, okay, okay. And it, I was trying to get into it. And then, Here we are. We spent all this time at the hospital. And I mean, she just got pretty much almost gutted, stabbed in her stomach. And then, you know, she's ready to jump up and go kick some ass. Well, that's just not, uh, that's just not realistic. I'm sorry. So it it was just all over the place for me. But I really did like how they kind of pay tribute to Season of the Witch because I'm a huge Season of the Witch fan because Halloween 3, it's more that sci-fi horror you know, almost like the tall man vibes, you know? Oh, yeah. like, so to me, I just didn't feel it. I think it it was fun. In some parts, it was fun. I could see where other people really liked it. But I am still willing to give the next one a chance. And by the way, I'm a huge Blumhouse fan. So, I'm, you know, no disrespect, but this movie just didn't speak to me.
1: I felt this movie was a filler movie. It wasn't meant to tell us anything new or different. All it was was just a middle story to bridge part one and part three, which they could easily could have cut down to 30 minutes or just thrown in as extended footage to the first or second movie. When I went to go see it, I thought, because you had already told me your, your opinions without spoiling, obviously went to, I mean, I watched the movie and the, what I gathered was that the movie was going all over the place. It lacked focus it's, it's like it's trying to figure out, are you going to focus on the, you know, the, the angry mob, which, hey, that you could have done that, put fear in people. You know, they were focusing on uh, Lori and her family, okay? And then they were focusing on other events, like in the town. And unlike previous movies, like let's say an anthology movie where you would show little scenes tying everything together, this movie didn't really do that very effectively. It basically spent X amount of time here, then X amount of time here. And then they threw in history. Oh, let's make one of the police officers one of ones there. Let's uh, rewrite the story a bit. Let's do this. Let's do this. And I felt like you didn't have to do that. And with all the controversy of people saying, oh, how dare he kill firefighters? How dare he kill gay people? Go, Guess what? Michael Myers kills everyone. There, I have a shirt. It says, no lives matter because they don't. And if the goal was to create a movie that was... You know, just go out there and kill people, kill people, kill people, kill people. It succeeded. That's what they did. But my thought was, don't expect me to be praising this movie as like A24 caliber filmmaking when all it is is just cut and paste, cookie cutter, slasher, which we've seen hundreds of times. And here's, you know,
0: this is just an opinion or just a thought I'm going to share. When people come out and have articles like that, Sometimes I think that it could be someone who's a hater towards a Blumhouse and wants to just plant seeds to start chaos. Someone wants to stir the pot. This is horror. Directors and writers are going to do what they want. And if it hurts your feelings, maybe you need to go ahead and watch like PBS, PBS Kids. <laughs> so this is horror and keep your your feelings, your hurt feelings, your sensitivity out of our genre or we'll kick your ass out. Yeah. Bottom line.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, there is definitely room in the horror verse for, you know, slasher movies and franchise films, which is what this is. It's a franchise film, but there's also room for movies like by a 24, you know, Blumhouse is great at making indie movies. And there's just a rich, I mean, you and I are living in a golden age of horror movies And we could stream anything we want. We can rent anything we want. We can buy movies, you know, and just enjoy. And I think what a lot of people forget is that when Halloween movies come out, it gets the people excited. It gets the fans out. And I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see a big budget movie, make a lot of money, do really well. Just Let's just remember what this is. This is not Shakespeare. You know, this is not Orson Welles. You know, we're not watching Silence of the Lambs. We're watching Halloween a sequel. A better sequel than most, not most, I mean, not all of them obviously. If I know on my list, I would put this probably in the middle, you know. And like you, I'm a big fan of the original. I'm a big fan of H2O and especially the third installment, which oh my god, I would love for them to go back and revisit either Halloween 3, the the aftermath, or just use that formula of, "Hey, every two or three years, let's make a unique Halloween" themed movie. You know, it could be an anthology, could be an independent standalone movie. And every once in a while, we'll, we'll make a Michael Myers movie. But let's, you know, instead of just throwing out crappy Michael Myers, stabby slasher movies, just to appease the fans, let's make something that we can be proud of, or at least, you know, speak well of. And Halloween Kills wasn't a bad movie. I just felt like it was a middle movie movie, until we get to the end. So, not a lot of expectations. It's just- can I
0: mention something?
1: Oh, go ahead, yeah. But you forgot. Oh, what is that?
0: He dies tonight.
1: (gasps) Oh my God, seriously? He dies to- How many times did they say that in the movie?
0: (sighs) Well, I was still waiting for him to die tonight, but it never happened.
1: I'll tell you what, we should have died that night. The number of times everyone said, you know what, a drinking game is in order. I don't, I don't know you probably won't ever watch this movie again but when next time I watch it and I'm gonna I'm gonna take out a something and just do shots and I guarantee you 10 minutes in that movie I'll probably be like I need another bottle here don' <laughs> we so buzzed after that yeah no doubt no doubt but you know what Halloween the holiday is coming we're approaching the weekend what are your plans this weekend lady winters?
0: Oh, gosh, my plan, my plans this weekend, I'm gonna be very busy this weekend. I wish I could say that I'm gonna have this big Halloween event. But unfortunately, that's not the truth. I stay busy 24 seven. So I'll squeeze maybe
1: four or five hours into enjoying Halloween. That's about it. Hey, that's fine, you know. Hey, you know what? You and I, we live Halloween year-round, so that's that's yeah. fine. I know I'm going to be attending uh, the Houston um, Horror Festival uh, mini-event this Saturday, so I'll definitely get some good pictures, and I'll tell you what, Lord Demise will make will, will make make his presence known, which will be fun to see. So that being said.
0: Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Fezzard View Manor, and we hope to see you next time.
1: You have yourself a good evening, Lady Winters. Thank you.